You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 252. I'm Tim Robertson. I'm David Cohen. <laughs> See, sometimes I'll, I'll say, and he's David Cohen, and sometimes I don't. Keep you on your toes, David. Yep. Yeah, I never know what's going on. So but then that's no different than my regular life. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm with you there. Um, obviously, we didn't do a show last week, and the fault is mine because I got sick. In fact, I'm, I am that's still really, sick. Yeah, it's not really your fault. It's the fault of the germs. This damn immune system. What are you going to do? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I've got a really bad cold. I've had it for over a week at this point. Um, I'm going to try to turn my mic off anytime I need to cough or blow my nose, yeah. and that's quite a bit. So please bear with when me. Yeah, the sooner we get our consciousness ported into um, Raspberry Pis and we just plug them into the internet and Skype directly over that, the better. Be a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we laugh, but you know what? I, I can imagine stuff like that happening within our lifetime. People trying that. Oh, I not I, Raspberry Pi, but no, I, I, like, I'm with you 100. percent You know, Elon Musk and the guys like that today, they want to fly to the stars and and, uh, build electric cars. But in 50 years' time, they're going to be going, I want to upload myself to the internet. (laughs) You know, it's it's been the premise in science fiction already for 50 years. So, And everything that happens in science fiction seems to happen in real life. Exactly, yeah. Private private space ventures is also another trope of science fiction. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah, it's happening now. I mean, they're already selling tickets. So um, yeah, it's been a it's been a bad two weeks for me. This just this last week has been horrible, David. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, on a personal level, uh, I was I found this recipe online. I thought it would be a, a, a nice little sweet treat to do for the kids. It involved hot oil, which you know I've cooked with hot oil many times, but this time. Uh, disaster struck, and I spilled hot oil on my left hand, and I oh. burnt my thumb really bad. It's wrapped up right now. It looked okay at first, and then the next day it started blistering up, and then uh, it's just it's a a hot mess. Uh, here's the thing, though: it really hasn't hurt a lot. I mean, I put it under cold water immediately, and I was taking uh, basically Tylenol and aspirin and ibuprofen. So it's not really painful, but it's such a pain in the you-know-what. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You probably burned some nerves out, which is why it doesn't hurt. But, um, yeah, those things are tough, and they're hard to deal with and uh, not great. I've been uh, wrapping it and putting a triple antibiotic on it. Mm-hmm. And this, on, of course, on top of having a bad cold. Yep. And At then- least you can use a bandage hand to wipe your nose. Well, there's that <laughs> built-in Kleenex, and yeah. it keeps it moist. Um, we just grossed out a lot of people right there. <laughs> and then our stove died. Right. And was, that, was that related to the oil? No. Yeah. Well, that well, you would think so, but unfortunately, no. Yeah. Uh, it's a gas stove, and it's uh, right. gone kaput on us. And quite honestly. Um, it's going to cost more to fix it than it's really worth. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't have a ton of money right now to buy a brand new stove. So yeah. I've been looking on Craigslist and Facebook, and when we get done recording this 
show, uh, I actually am going to drive over to Marshall, Michigan, which is pretty close by, and look at a used stove somebody is selling. And uh, maybe I'll buy it. Who knows? She's already knocked 25 bucks off the price that she was asking if I could come today and look at it. Because she really wants to get it out of there because they're moving to a different house. So, yeah, it's always nice when they're like, oh, okay. Here's the funny thing, though. Our dishwasher died like six months ago. And I wanted to replace it at that time, but Julie didn't really want to. She likes doing dishes by hand. I don't. But this lady is selling this stove and a dishwasher. And I just happened to ask, did you sell the dishwasher too? And she said, no, if you take both, I'll make you a really good deal. So oh, cool. I might get a dishwasher hope, and a stove. Let's just hope the dishwasher is not just one of her kids. Um, I saw a picture, so I, I don't think it is. Yeah, okay. All right, thank you. Yeah. There's something you can say. You want, yeah, I've got a dishwasher. Yeah, you just need to feed him three times a day and then wash all the dishes you want. So, so all of this has been happening. Uh, at the most inopportune time. I mean, you can't control when things yeah. like this happen. I mean, the yeah. burning thing, you could kind of control that by being a little bit more careful. It was totally my fault, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, no. no, it was 100% yeah. my fault. I, I, oh, no, unless, unless somebody came and threw it over you. I mean, that's kind of the way those things go, isn't it? Well, what you do is when you cook with oil, you just let it sit there on the oven and let it cool down or on the stovetop and let it cool down. Well, dumb me, I picked it up and went to put it in the sink. I thought it had cooled down enough, and it clearly didn't. It splashed a little bit. Yeah. That made me drop the pan in the uh, sink, which made it splash more, and that's what got in my yeah. hand. It's 100% my fault. These things happen. That's how like, there's never been a household accident that, well, I guess there have been ones that happen on purpose, but generally it's people just... Either not knowing what to do or knowing what to do and just not thinking about it. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, this didn't affect, you know, anybody personally that I know. Uh, But really bad news this week was uh, Prince died. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't talk about music a lot here. But, it look, we lost David Bowie, uh, now Prince. Some really great musicians, but the Prince one really kind of hit me hard to believe. I know that's hard to believe, but... Well, I can believe that. I'm the same age as you. I mean, Prince was... Prince kind of, you know, began his career when we were at that age when you could really, you know, you're really going to be, you know, a mega fan of somebody like that. We had Uh, three. Every generation has the big stars, the big bands. For us, it was Prince, Michael Jackson, Madonna. Those were the big three. But Prince, to me, was far and away the number one. I mean, I I got into him really big before he hit it big. And, you know, when people would say, what's your favorite song? Years and years and years, it was always Purple Rain. That was always my favorite song. And, uh, you know, when, when he unexpectedly died the way he did, boy, I, I was kind of surprised at it affecting me the way it did well the, the thing is we're of you know people of our generation now we're gonna we're gonna find this more and more you know if you're in your 40s unfortunately the people who were adults when you were growing up are gonna they're gonna start dying off now and i i read an interesting article that said you know, oh it seems to be more frequent 
Um, and of course, that's because a lot of these artists were part of the baby boomer generation. So there's yeah. a lot more of them. And also, the rise of media over the last 30, 40 years means that more people can become famous than they used to. You know, they used to be just basically people were on TV and people were in the movies were pretty much the only famous people. Uh, and, and then, and then, obviously, the music industry started. And the music industry, if you look at the way it's grown, it it it, it kind of is a is um you know it's it's become a um a, a logarithmic curve. You know, it's gone up and up and up. So it started very small, and then it got very steep. We're on that steep curve now, and the people of those generations who we were looking up to when we were growing up are now starting to get to the age in the 60s and so on when things happen to them and they die and so there, there is going to be more and more of this and it makes you feel older as a result but prince was interesting because he really was such a pioneer in the in how to change the music industry yeah this was a guy who um broke his when he got away from his contract deliberately changed his name to a symbol to to prevent the uh the um owner of 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 the music which he he claimed was was like indentured servitude working for a music label to prevent them from capitalizing on his on his success afterwards uh and and also you know was at a very early stage was trying to distribute music digitally was trying to distribute albums um was was one of the first people to do eps and small releases and releasing music when it was done rather than pulling it together into a big album the way he toured the way he promoted himself he was on the internet at a very early stage this was a guy who who really saw the um opportunity to use technology to promote himself and his music to his fans directly and let's not even go into the fact that when you listen to a Prince album, he played every single instrument. Yeah. I mean, I, it's unheard of. Nobody does that. Nobody has that kind of talent. You can't tell me there's any other musician out there well, that there can are, do that. There are people who do that nowadays because it's much easier to do. You can sit in a home studio, which is basically as a desk in your room <coughs> with, with a right. PC or a Mac, and you can do that now. But he was doing that 25 years ago. Yeah, but he when, was playing when, these when instruments he, on an expert level. There's, yeah. There wasn't very many better guitarists and keyboardists and drums, and uh, and he had an amazing voice. It was... And he, but the thing is, he he knew enough about music to be able to produce that stuff himself as well. Yeah. He wasn't just playing the instruments; he was mixing the records together himself. He was doing it all himself, and he was he was using spin-off media like the movies and the um, the other things he did, the concerts and everything, to to reinforce his image. And he was also one of the first artists like Madonna and and people like that, and Bowie himself, who who developed this idea of changing your persona every few years, it, changing your style, changing the sort of music you did. Yep. Um, changing the the topics you talked about uh, and the, and the, the the content of your music to reflect the interest and the taste of the people around you rather than just doing the same old stuff and he was he was you know he was literally a one man music machine yeah he was amazing and you know we throw away the term genius on people who are not geniuses this guy was truly a genius and uh you know, would I have liked him in person? I don't know. He was super religious. He was also kind of an odd duck, I guess. I mean, I guess if you're a, a musical savant like that, kind of goes hand in hand from what I understand. But, man, his music was so influential on me, and uh, I was really bummed out. So that's why this uh, episode has – it's called Purple. <laughs> that is why. <coughs> I was surprised, though <coughs> – excuse me uh, – 
there was cities turning buildings purple and bridges purple. And I mean, I knew how much he meant to me, but I didn't realize how big of an effect that would have on so many. It, it seems like there's more tributes to Prince than I ever saw for Michael Jackson. Um, I mean, Michael Jackson had a lot of baggage to go along with him, but I, I guess so. I, perhaps. And he was perhaps. just a singer dancer. I mean, that's all Michael Jackson did. He, I, he wasn't I think, a musician. Uh, yeah. I mean, part of it is, is I think because we've lost people, so many people recently, you know, not just in the music industry. I mean, Alan Rickman died and people who are are kind of, you know, giants in their fields are are, are kind of dropping away. Perhaps it was because of the reaction to Bowie has kind of reinforced that. Um, Because Bowie obviously um, was was of a generation, you know, he was about 15 years uh, ahead of head prince in terms of the age of, of people who might have been really really into his music um so perhaps it's the it's it's the age and the, and the kind of the, the way it gels sometimes it's with the with the, the way these things are reported it's the feelings of the people who are doing the reporting towards the act that that colors the response and then that gets reflected in the way people deal with it i don't know when 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 david bowie died i saw a lot of posts and stuff about it and it was on the news but when prince died even Julie said, my entire timeline on Facebook is nothing but prints. Yeah. It was it was crazy. Well, let's get off that subject, get to uh, some uh, more exciting things. I've got a few things to talk about, including, by the way, we're gonna, we have a sponsor for this episode, and we'll talk about that at the uh, second half of the show. Okay. But we do have some um, – my voice is just – I haven't talked this much since I've had this cold. <laughs> We've got a lot of feedback. And, mm, uh, yeah. Right, let, let's get that. Let, let's do that now. What do you think? Okay. All right. You got the notes so, up? Yeah, yeah I've do. got the notes here. So uh, the first thing is uh, it was mentioned that uh, we talked about the big trouble in Little China. Yeah, um, it was uh, someone made okay. a homebrew hacked NES game. Yeah. That you could download the ROM, or you could literally buy a NES cart, and it has this on here. And and exactly. we were curious: is it a hack, or did someone actually write this game? Well, now we know. Yeah, it turns out it is a it is a hack. It's, a, it's like effectively a, a mod, a very well done mod, <laughs> an original game called Bad Dudes, which is one of those. Um, side scrolling beat 'em up. Side scrolling beat 'em ups like Double Dragon and and uh, and that sort of thing. So um, still. I, I mean, not to not to belittle the the work work involved in doing that. I mean, you, it's not like you change a couple of sprites. I, I couldn't do it. No, absolutely. So still, uh, still amazing, amazing thing. And if if, if that's your jam, then uh, then download your emulator, download your ROM, and off you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. John Nemo, who is the reviews editor at MyMac.com, uh, yeah. we've had him on Tech Fan. He uh, did App Minute for a while. Yeah. And so this is actually Jermaine because uh, he's, he's talking. We would we talked about the Internet of Things, uh, and he's talking about his appliances as well. Obviously, you're now dealing with appliances. Yeah. I guess none of the appliances you'll be buying later on today will be connected to the internet. No, <laughs> not unless so I put my yeah. phone in the. Uh, Oven, which it's probably not a good idea. (laughs) He says the Nemo family has a low-end fridge, a high-end dishwasher, and a super high-end range. We're on a first-name basis with the repairmen. They insist that no modern appliance is made to last for more than five years. Third-party extended warranty coverage is essential. Get the longest best policy you can afford, five-year minimum. We've purchased from the dealers in the past. May try Square Trade in the future. Important topic. Glad you are covering it. We'll finish show soon. 
Oh right, I guess he was. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess he, he was halfway through listening yeah. when he when he dashed it out. So um, before before I move on to the the second half of his comment, I think um, yeah, I, I I've heard that myself, and and I've seen a couple of documentaries. We've all heard that that things built nowadays aren't built as well as they used to be, and that is true in a lot of cases. I think it's probably true in many cars. I and I definitely think it's true with. Um, Appliances, although I think TVs last longer than they used to. Yeah, but I, th- I think that's because there's just less uh, stuff going on in TVs. Well, yeah, you don't have big glowing tubes that, exactly. you know, it's like a 100 watt light bulb in there. High voltages and right. stuff like that, the same way you see. But the, yeah, with appliances, but the, I think you've got to remember with appliances. People talk about this all the time, but appliances have never been cheaper. I mean, I, here in the UK, I can go out and buy a new washing machine for just short of £200. is pretty much the standard price for um, a, an entry-level brand-name washing machine. Yep. Now, that that's ridiculously cheap, cheap compared <coughs> to what, what they used to cost, so you get what you pay for. There are, there's a brand here in the, in the UK that uh, is a German brand called Miele, M-I-E-L-E, and their stuff is very, very expensive, but their stuff last if you buy i have it we have a, a mealy tumble dryer so a dryer from them uh, and we bought that six years ago and we paid seven eight hundred pounds for it so nearly a thousand dollars for it which is crazy money for a dishwasher for a wash for a tumble dryer but the thing is in the years before that we'd had three 250 300 pound ones so um you know it it, it was I, I took the view that at least this way we didn't have the hassle when it broke down going out and replacing it because it wouldn't break down uh, yeah. and it's proved to be absolutely and utterly true so the, the problem is is that's great if you if you can afford to put that sort of money down at the start for uh, for a high quality appliance but most of us can't and so you end up buying something cheap and then you you recognize you're gonna have to replace it in two three years um and um having to having to think about those things having internet stuff tacked on with the level of cost they put into them is not a great idea Nope. Yeah, but but John's absolutely right. You get extended warranty coverage. My parents in the states used to have a uh, almost like a service contract. So they paid every year, and it covered all the appliances in the house. And whenever anything went wrong, they just came out and fixed it. And if they couldn't fix it, they replaced it. Uh, hmm. it's, it's kind of like insurance. That was pretty good. Yeah, uh, I would. I don't, I, I don't know if they still have stuff like that anymore. Uh, I don't. I Probably. Don't know. Yeah. Probably too expensive, but why bother if you're going to buy cheap appliances? Well, this is it. I mean, the thing was with my parents, um, uh, with our house, was we were only there. Uh, our appliances, we went through appliances even more because we weren't there a lot. So the, the appliances would sit there not being used for six, seven months. Then we'd come along and we'd hit them hard for a space of six weeks and then we'd leave them again. So that makes them burn out even faster. Yeah. Uh, so my parents did it just for the hassle of not having to deal with going out and buying new appliances in that sort of situation. But uh, the other thing that, that John said was, he said, are you ducking David's voice when he's talking at the same time as you, like during your wild and crazy argument? His voice gets lost under Tim's. Is there a way to have you both yell at one another at equal volume? <laughs> so are you ducking me? I'm always scared of you and ducking you, but other than that, no. Um, <laughs> I, the one thing I would say is I'm well aware that one of my bad habits is talking over other people, particularly when I get animated. So I do try consciously not to do that. So maybe I'm ducking myself. No, what happens is, um, you know, we're recording the show on my end. So I've got the hot mic going directly into GarageBand. Right. And David is coming in via Skype. 
So my audio quality, regardless of whatever microphone you're using, is going to sound better because it's live right here on the computer that's recording it. And that's that's the only explanation I can give. That Maybe what we could try and do, I know a lot of people, a lot of podcasters actually record on each end and then merge it together afterwards <laughs> to make sure that Skype doesn't get in the way. Yeah, but Maybe a lot of times you're on an iPhone or an iPad or... Well, even if I'm on a on an iOS device, I could still record locally yeah. and send you the file. So, so maybe, we'll, maybe if we get around, it's not to usually it, a problem. I think the yeah. issue was last week your volume was kind of low. I noticed that after I got done recording. Whereas this episode, you sound a lot louder. Yeah, you know what? I finally got my iMac set up back in the library, <coughs> so I'm actually rather than kind of ouch quickly throwing this together on a laptop and doing it i've actually got it set up on a static machine now and hopefully it'll sound a bit better for that um yeah the next one is from nicholas riley Mm -hmm. so nicholas says hi tim and david i've been listening to the inane ramblings of guy and gaz for some time brackets bless them I like that. Yeah. And have often wondered what the Tech Fan podcast was like, but never actually got around to listening. Podcast 251 was my turning point, though. I haven't quite finished listening yet, but enjoying it thoroughly. I'm I'm liking this, that people are emailing us when they haven't finished the show. Yeah, it's kind I'm, of in I'm the middle connect- of a stream of conscious right. thing. Uh, we must be connecting with people that they do that. I'm, I like that. Thank you, Nicholas. With regard to the first-run movie stream, streaming service that Tim was extolling, the discussion you two had was fascinating, and I find myself agreeing with both of you at various times as the discussion flowed back and forth. One aspect I think that you glossed over somewhat is the financial problems for the movie industry if the streaming idea became mainstream. Movies these days rely very heavily on the first week or two of sales to make the most of the profit. Tim Teasley seemed to be saying that the streaming idea would be just as possible, pro- uh, profitable, but I have to differ. If someone is convinced that paying you $50 you suggested was a good idea, then more than likely he she would invite friends around to make it an event. Assuming that none of those friends will be paying to watch the movie, then the movie industry could lose as much as three quarters of its profits. Can't really see the movie companies going for that model, can you? Regards, Nick Riley. Well, I actually replied to him. You did. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm just really uh, congested. Yeah. I have to take a drink of water here. Get it, get it out. I'll I should read your. <coughs> you're you gonna said. you're gonna read me to. Yes. <laughs> Go for it. I said uh, you said I can, and here's why. Most movies don't make the studios a profit. They either lose money or break even at best. It's the big tentpole movies that drives the profits and allows the studios to take chances on smaller movies. And those smaller movies don't have the big budget marketing that the big films have, opening a third as many screens, and like I said, don't make their money back. If these same movies were now on first-run digital on-demand or rental, they would have a much better shot of making their money back. People would fire up the rental box to see what's new and... and uh, bearing the next Avengers or Star Wars movie would instead rent on any of these smaller budget films. I would suggest that the studios make the smaller budget films a little less expensive than the blockbusters, say $25 instead of $50, but because over time more people will get movies this way, these smaller movies would actually start to become profit centers. Many of these movies never make a dime until they hit DVD, and we all know that business is starting to fade away, DVD and Blu-ray. Thanks for the kind words, Nick. Tim? Couldn't have said it better myself. I think you did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, I see exactly where you come from. I think the 
the difference and not not to get back into the argument we had about that the difficulty is the movie industry has so little vision that um i can't see them thinking so uh so fairly about the possibilities i think they're going to want to protect their existing business model but we'll see how it, how it pans out and yep. uh, I, I hope your vision of things comes apart it sounds much more attractive than what we have now Absolutely, and speaking of big tentpole movies, uh, Captain America and uh, Civil War just opened over there in the UK, and I've still got like six or seven days to go before we get it here. Well, I'm, I don't know whether I'm going to get to see it this weekend or not. I have to drive down to Southampton tonight to pick up my parents from a cruise ship, hmm. so it takes me out tonight and tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll have to see, but I am, I'm, I'm traveling on business in London all. all all week next week so i might be sneaking go and see it on my own though my wife will kill me for that but um, i'm sure it's a movie i'm going to want to see twice it, I, it's amazing the the press uh, the the press here has there isn't a single newspaper or magazine that hasn't given it a five star review yeah that's the same thing <laughs> all the early screenings that i've heard about everyone's just saying this is the best marvel movie ever it this yeah, well, is the, the it, top again, of any superhero movie it, well, it's getting it's getting <coughs> a couple of things here saying. Forget it's a superhero movie. They're saying it's one of the best films they've seen in the last couple of years, yeah, whether it's a superhero it. or not. And I remember the the uh, Winter Soldier had the same height, the same sort of reactions. People saying, "Well, it's not just it's not just a good superhero movie. It's a good movie generally." Mm-hmm. So, um, and yeah. I would agree. You know, the the last Captain America movie was so great. Winter Soldier was just fantastic. It was a political thriller, and it was. It was brilliant. And if this can be that good and introducing more Avengers and Spider-Man and Black Panther, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm in. The hard part now is just avoiding any of the- Oh, if I, if I see any headline, I immediately scroll past it. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, I've noticed people seem to be a little bit more respectful about that nowadays. I think yeah. the public shaming for spoiling movies for other people is at an all-time high. And and I think those who get off on spoiling it don't want to be trashed by their friends. So they're just kind of like, oh, okay, I won't I won't say anything until after a week or so after it's been out. They they definitely did that with Star Wars, which was a good thing because the big moment I didn't know was going to happen. And yeah. thankfully, they didn't spoil it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan Rowland. Yes, a uh, regular. A regular, Absolutely. So he has a he has a a credo here about what he perceives about online services. He says, "My advice to anyone who will listen is that the cloud quote air, air quotes around that the cloud is a hard drive somewhere else belonging to somebody else under the control of somebody else. Place not thy trust in things that are, that are not <laughs> under thine own control. I like that. That would be that would that would be from the book of Intel, I guess. Yes, yes, <laughs> or Sony." Yeah, yeah. The recent web rage Twitter storm over text expander going cloud based is a perfect illustration. So, uh, yeah, this is. We, we didn't really talk about this, did no. we? But they, they cause a massive stink because they they basically took their Dropbox uh, and iCloud syncing out of the product and then said, right, so we've. We've built our own cloud syncing engine now that we're going to use. Um, and the product, if you want to use it to get syncing of your snippets between different devices, you have to subscribe to the thing. And it was quite expensive to subscribe as well. So Crazy. Uh, they, they kind of rode back on that a little bit now. But, you know, what could possibly go wrong? And, and here's the problem here. A text expander autocompletion app is at heart a keystroke logger. 
which is true. It looks yep. at every single thing you type. Connecting a keystroke logger to a network, and furthermore, a network that is under control of somebody else is, well, let's just say it's not perhaps the wisest of, si- of <laughs> decisions. And, and actually, I, a couple of security researchers I, I follow have actually looked at what TechSpender have done, and basically there's no security or encryption in no, it. No, there isn't. I saw that too. <laughs> After all, computer companies have an excellent understanding of and record on security and have security nailed down watertight, right? When was the last time you heard of an online security problem at a computer company? Uh, hang on a minute, some breaking news is just coming in. Yeah. When it comes to cloud services, what could possibly go right would be a far more apt question. Brendan is uh, brilliant. I don't even yeah, know why I'll, we do a show. We should just give Tech just, Fan over to Brendan and let him do it. He's so much smarter well, well, than we are. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't need to come up with our own topics. Just let Brendan email us a show every week. We'll just read it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I it, that I I have nothing to add to that. It's it's brilliant as it is. Yeah, and I couldn't uh, agree the, more. The other thing I'd say is is that I think the problem is when people talk about the cloud. There's a very <clears> difference between. Uh, what what, what uh, cloud services used in the enterprise in the business where you pay a lot more you pay for a start run and get them for free and then you pay a lot more and part of the contracts and the, the agreements and the understanding you come with for a paid enterprise cloud services we're going to come after you if you don't secure our data and you ask lots of questions the problem is a lot of people use consumer cloud services and there it's as brendan says is control somebody else and you hope they're doing a good job but you're not paying them so you don't know yep absolutely so, well let's take a, our break here and when we come back we'll have a word from our sponsor and much more we'll be right back. hello i'm guy and i'm gaz from the MyMac.com podcast, and we're here to tell you about a very serious condition plaguing Mac users everywhere. It's known as BPSI, or Boring Podcast Sleep Induction. It can happen anytime, anywhere, while listening to dull podcasts and driving. You can prevent BPSI by subscribing to the MyMac.com podcast on iTunes. Our podcast is many things, <laughs> but never boring. Available without a doctor's prescription. The MyMac.com podcast is not responsible for loss of bodily functions while laughing. Side effects include blurred vision, nervous tics, trying not to smile, angry yelling when we say something wrong, and the inability to call our Skype number, which is 703-436-9501. Women trying to become pregnant should not be listening to the MyMac.com podcast, as it will take time away from having sex, which you normally need to do to become pregnant. So remember, listen to the MyMac.com podcast. Think of the children. Back here on Tech Fan Podcast 252, I'm Tim Robertson. He is David Cohen. And, David, we do have a sponsor for this episode and uh, the next few coming up. So who's it going to be? Well, a little company called MacSales.com. I know pe- people are going, wait a minute, Tim, didn't, didn't you, don't you work for OWC? You used to talk about OWC Radio all the time here on Tech Fan. And in fact, that's why you were traveling. You were going to trade shows and stuff for OWC. Well, I haven't worked for OWC since February. And, uh, you know, some people go, oh, so you're not there anymore. But now they're a sponsor of your show. What's going on? Well, I still have a great relationship with uh, OWC, David. In fact, I am talking to them right now. Not, well, right now I'm talking to you. But we're having ongoing discussions about. Uh, continuing OWC Radio. Um, okay. Remember, I started OWC Radio for them uh, before I was even an employee. I, I started that back, right. way back in 2009. And so we're looking at continuing OWC Radio. But in the meantime, 
uh, OWCMaxSales.com is a sponsor here on TechFan, and uh, I couldn't be happier, to be honest. Yeah, uh, it's always good to get uh, – I mean, if you're going to do advertising, it's always good to do advertising about people you know who are good people and do good products. And you and I, as, as, well, as well as whatever associations we've had with OWC over the years, we're, all, we're both customers and satisfied customers as well. Yeah, and, and I am now uh, someone who worked for OWC. I don't now. And I'm still promoting them. So that should tell you something about the company and the people that are there and, of course, their products. Speaking of which, David, they came out with a product just a couple weeks ago now that when I was at OWC and I was running the social media, the number one question I got far and away was from people who owned a mid-2013 or later MacBook Air or MacBook Pro wanting a third-party SSD, and there yep. just wasn't any out there. No company made them. Yeah, that's because they switched. That's when they switched the PCI interface, isn't it? And it was much more difficult to uh, to design a product to go in that. It's it's an engineering feat, yeah. and I'm happy to say that uh, if you have one of those machines, you actually have an upgrade path now. You can get currently up to a one terabyte or SSD from MaxSales.com. This is an upgrade that is only available if you have one of those machines. The only place you can get this upgrade is MaxSales.com now, David. They're the only ones. Nobody else makes it. I know other companies have tried and failed. This is for sale. Uh, It's already been out in the public. You could buy it right now. I read a review of this on, uh, who was it? It was um, 9to5Mac. And they gave it really high marks. And so I'm happy that uh, OWC is promoting their products here on TechFan. And here's a one-of-a-kind product that was absolutely essential for so many people. A lot of people, you have to remember, David, when they bought their MacBook Air or their MacBook Pros, they got like the entry-level one. You know what? I was working with somebody just this week had exactly that same problem. She had this kind of beat-up 11-inch MacBook Air. And she said to me, she, she, I, she said, oh, you know, she, and she's a contractor. She said, I'd really like to get a new computer, but I don't know what to buy, and I'm not sure I want to spend the money. And so I said, I said, you know, well, what's what's wrong with this one? She says, oh, my kids use it, and it's full of it's full of junk, and it doesn't run very well now. So I looked at it. She had a 64 gig SSD in there, yep. and it was completely full. So I, I actually, in fact, I actually sent her a link to um, the OWC product for her. It wasn't, hers isn't quite as late as that. It was a 2011 um, of the drive. And I said, look, for less than £100, you can get this and you can put it in there. You'll have four times as much space. It'll probably be much faster than the one you have in there and now as well. I said, the advantage of buying this one is that you get the the full kit. You get all the tools you need to get the bottom off. It's a 10-minute job to do it's just basically like popping a chip out and putting a new one in and said so they'll also give you the enclosure that means you can um plug the old drive into the side of your mac and migrate all your data over and use the uh, old drive as an external uh, storage yeah. device afterwards yeah that's awesome yep so uh she she said wow i had no idea you could do that i thought i was gonna have to go to the apple store and get them to tell me it's buying a new p a new computer so well that's the thing if you've got a 2000 and a, a mid 2013 or later macbook air or macbook pro and you go to apple wanting a bigger ssd they're they're going to send you away they can't do it only oh, thing apple a, a brand new machine that yeah. and why spend two grand on a new machine 
yeah. when you just need more storage space. That's and, right. And it's not like these drives are slower than the Apple ones. They're not. They're just as fast, if not faster. So if you have a mid-2013 or later MacBook Air or MacBook Pro, including the Retina machines, check out MacSales.com for your upgrade for that machine. And I have a link in the show notes, TechFan 252 and we want to thank OWC for sponsoring this episode. So David, um, sticking on kind of personal business here for a second. Yep. If someone's listening to this and thought it'd be cool to meet these guys in person, we're actually going to be together in July at the same place and people could actually meet us in person. They can, they can come and, Remonstrate with us for all the things we've done so many years over the past five years. Wouldn't it be cr- great if Brendan Rowland came? That would be awesome. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's over in the UK. It would be great if he came over. So. Yeah, or Nick Riley. Yeah. I don't yeah. know where Nick's at, but Nick, he should swing over. Yeah. That'd be great. So, so where are we going to yeah. be, David? We're going to be in Woodstock, Illinois, at the MacStock uh, Conference and Exposition. On the, uh, what are the dates now? So that's the, dates the 16th are... and 17th of yep. July. Yep. And the whole weekend. Um, and we will be there. We, we will be there for the whole weekend. We'll be participating in all the events. And, uh, yeah, that's the place to meet up with us. It's um, going to be a cool, uh, uh, look, look, this is the second year of it. I was there for the huh. first year. Uh, I hosted the round table of the different, uh, speakers. I'm doing the same thing again this year. And, it was a lot of fun and yep. it's such a community feeling. This isn't like a Macworld expo where there's a thousand companies and there's 50,000 people. And it's just kind of chaotic in a big place like San Francisco. Woodstock, Illinois is about an hour North of Chicago. Uh, it's, I don't want to say sleepy, but compared to Chicago, it's sleepy. The yes. venue is quiet. It's out in the country, great parking. There's hotels nearby. And it's just people like you. If you're listening to this show, you would have a great time at the MacStack Expo. Now, look, they're not paying us to promote this expo. I mean, we're no. going to be there. Yeah. Um, Guy Searle from the MyMac Podcast is going to be there. Now, I don't know if Gaz is going to be there or not this year. He was there last year. I got to meet Gaz in person. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't, I'd, I'd have to speak to the Home Secretary to find out whether they'll let both of us out in the country at the same time. Yeah, that might be um, an issue. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, what, I'll drop him a line and find out whether he's going or not, and then let you know next week because uh, that'd be fun if he was there too. But obviously, it's a it's a long way to go for for us Brits, so um, I'm not sure whether he'll be able to swing it to two years running or not. There's a lot of people that's going to be there. Um, Dave Ginsburg's going to be there. He was a speaker last year. I actually gave him a massage on stage. <laughs> Don't ask. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, there's a lot of people. I'm, I'm kind of Chuck Joyner supposed to be there. Uh, that'll I, be cool. I, yeah. Chuck, I've, I've met a few times at, uh, at, uh, Matt world. I'll, I'll look forward to meeting up with him again. He's a, he's a fun person. Yeah, he is. And, and you know, you want to, you want to talk to somebody who knows a lot about the industry. He's interviewed everyone. <laughs> I, I was, does, you know, those talk, he, he did, um, what the, uh, the, IT conversations podcast for a long time where he would he would do really in depth interviews with people from the industry. Um, yeah, so he knows he knows everyone. Uh, Adam Christensen would be there from Matt Cast. Hmm? Allison Sheridan would be there. 
No silicast. Yeah. Don McAllister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, he's he's relatively local to me. Yeah? Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's over here in Liverpool. Uh, it's just a ton of... Uh, Victor Cajairo. I always say his last name wrong. Cayo. Cayo, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who's been on Tech Fan in the past. Yeah. Tom Piper will be there. Uh, some really cool people. Melissa Davis. I'm looking forward to, to seeing Melissa. I don't know if I've ever met her in person. No, I uh, know her very well through Twitter, but uh, I don't think I've ever met her in person either. Hmm. That's, uh, I think, if I go to her LinkedIn page, I'm kind of curious if she has this listed or not. Uh, she is, of course, the Mac Mommy. Yeah. Um, I think... She didn't list it there. I thought she was going to. Well, if anybody wants it... Oh, yeah, she does have it listed there. Uh, if you want to know who uh, she is, Melissa Davis, just go to the beginning of the show and listen again. She is the voice of the Stoplight Network. You're listening to another great... Yep. That's that's her. So, Max Stock right. is going to be fantastic. And you guys have to come. You really do. Uh, I could save you 25 bucks if you go to... Uh, MyMac.com, and I'm going to I'm going to put a link directly into it, uh, into the show notes. But if you join the MyMac mailing list, it goes out once a week, and it's just content that was up on MyMac.com. In case you missed anything, if you sign up for that newsletter, I'm going to have a code in it to save 25 bucks off your ticket. Cool. So there's that. <coughs> What's going on in the tech world, David? What is going on in the tech world? It's all going on. It's all going on. Apple had uh, Apple had the results this week. Made a little um, less money. Well, uh, you can analyze these things to death. Who the hell knows? They yeah. still made a heck of a lot of money. They made more money than Google, Facebook, and Microsoft combined in in their one quarter. So yeah. they're not on their last legs just yet. Well, you but, wouldn't know uh, that by looking at the tech press. Uh, well, I know, but you know what? It's everyone's, crazy. Everyone's always about the new shiny, and you know they they need to say something controversial. So the Apple is doomed meme is a is an old standby, but. They may yet be dead to us. Well, dead to you anyway, because not happy about the, it. There is pace gathering around the uh, abandonment of the three and a half millimeter headphone jack. And you know, I thought this was going to be a thing that Apple would kind of be the forefront in pushing. Uh, Looks like uh, Intel is actually really pushing forward on abandon the headphone jack and replace it with USB C. Yeah, this is this is what we've heard. Um, this was an article on The Verge who said that um, at uh, uh, Intel went on stage with a Chinese manufacturer this month in Shenzhen at a developer forum uh, and presented quite a detailed proposal to remove the 3.5mm jack from uh, for audio from pretty much everything. So um, they want to see USB-C. Um, they want it, want it all to be done digital. Um, and in some respects, this kind of makes sense in that there's no reason why you can't do uh, audio I mean, audio understands better over digital connection and there's no, if you have a USB-C port doing your audio that means that every port on the device can be multifunction you can potentially charge it and you can sync data over it and you can do your headphones all over the same port so you don't have to have separate circuitry for um for the the three and a half millimeter jack and the digital analog converter it requires and the amplifier and all of that but the problem is of course is we have a lot of devices that have three and a half millimeter jacks on them and so um 
this this would be this would be a pretty big deal if it happened. <sighs> of course, I, I'm just the, the particular wrinkle here is that Apple won't probably won't have USB C on their phones, so they will have something different as well. Yeah, <laughs> lightning. So Blizzard, um, <laughs> you know this this kills me. Blizzard, some of their games, their newer ones, you can only play online. Yeah. And there's been some pirate World of Warcraft servers out there. This, this supporting the ser- older ones. Yeah, the server in particular. I mean, the the problem with an online game is they're always changing it, and some people like it the way it was originally. <coughs> and so what they did is they set up their own servers running code that allowed you to play World of Warcraft as it was when it was first launched, without all the latest twiddly bits and the um, e-commerce and all of the other stuff. Uh, and Blizzard came down on them pretty hard and made them shut 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 down this thing's been running for years yeah this is not like oh it's just been set up and they've been hammered straight away this thing's been going for a while it's built a pretty large and popular community and all of a sudden Blizzard turn around and says no we don't want you to do that anymore um and and they they were very weaselly about it really they said oh well it, if we don't protect our rights then that means we lose control of them well he's right they're right in that regard except that's a legal this, argument right yeah, but, but the, the right is, argument is these guys have been doing it for a long time. People are buying your product to play. They can't play what they originally bought because you've changed everything. This doesn't yeah, harm yeah. anybody. Uh oh. Yep, like, I'm still here. Okay. Sound like we were losing okay. you for a little bit there. We had a, we had a glitch and then it came back. Hmm. Um, yeah. People have been using this for ages. The, the smart <clears throat> for Blizzard to do would have been to just buy these people out keep the thing running and then it's official and just to leave them alone it wasn't well, hurting anything well they they could say you know, this is the thing the lawyers then say well if you leave them alone you're setting a precedent that you, you're uh, turning a blind eye to this that means other people can do other things they, these people were not as i understand it making money off this i don't think they were charging for access to this service no and i, and I think to me in, in my simple-minded view of it, that's a key differentiator. If you're making money off somebody else's IP, then I can understand them getting annoyed about that. But if you're doing it because as, as some sort of kind of community service, then I don't think they should sick the lawyers on you. They should come to a better arrangement than that. And apparently Blizzard have said, well, we've looked into doing this ourselves, and uh, we can't we can't make it fit with our technical infrastructure. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> Blizzard and Activision have no money to develop on... <laughs> Have no money to develop services like that, have they? Just dust off a couple no old results. 486s and fire them up. You're good to go. If these guys can do it in their spare time and make it work. Then I'm yeah. sure a big company like Blizzard or Activision can probably put a team together to make it happen. <coughs> As I said, the simpler thing would have been to come to these guys and say, well, we want, even if you don't buy them outright, say we want um, to do, uh, come to a licensing agreement where we give you authorized permission uh, and you do it under our terms. And if you don't like that, then fine. Then then it's lawyer, lawyers at, at dawn. But uh, do it under our terms, and then everyone will be happy, and we can keep this going. That would have been the smart way of doing it. And instead, um, no, corporate. What are you gonna do? Then spoke. Microsoft finally ceased production on the Xbox 360. David. Now look, the Xbox One's been out for a couple of years now, and I was a little surprised that they've kept the 360 around as long as they did, but. Microsoft is no longer going to make any uh, 360s. Been hedging their bets because they've been waiting to see whether the Xbox One's going to be hit or not. Uh, and I don't. 
it's doing okay i don't think it's a hit i think we all recognize that the um the hit in the console market is the ps4 in fact i just read yesterday that sony made their first um general profit in quite a long time as a result of ps4 sales yeah so um the xbox one certainly isn't that but um that's that's kind of helped keep the xbox 360 going but i was sad about this they yeah, 360 is still a great system. It, you know, I play games on it all the time, and I don't. I never look at it and think, "Oh, these games look terrible." It's not like playing a retro. Um, so it's kind of sad that it's going away. Really, I, I would like them to keep it around, maybe drop the price a little bit further, and you know, ha- kind of have it as an entry entry level console. Yeah, I would have too, because uh, for the past three months, my Xbox 360 wouldn't recognize any discs. Right. And, you know, I was still downloading the free 360 games that they offer to gold members. So I could still play some games on there. But I was thinking about replacing it eventually because I've got way too many Xbox 360 games for to not own a 360. Um, but I bought a little cleaning disc. It has a little brush on it. Mm-hmm. And I ran that through and... It is now recognizing discs about seventy five percent of the time. So I'm thinking it's just got crud in there. Is is it easy to replace the drive? No, it's it's super difficult. Right. It it's it's to the point where you just buy a new one. Right. Uh, I just can't really afford. It. Look, I got to buy a stove. You know, yeah, I'm not worried right, about yeah. an Xbox three sixty. <laughs> no, no point in having games you can't eat. Well, you know, and I'll be honest, when I feel like playing a video game. I've got a PS4. We've got a couple PS3s. Um, I was just playing a lot of uh, SNES games. I was talking about playing NES games here a couple weeks ago. Um, So having that not working isn't that big of a deal. It sounds like I play a lot of video games. I actually don't. Um, So it's like I said, it's been that's probably been six months to be honest. But it's been on the. If I get around to it, I'll I'll replace it eventually. And with Microsoft not producing any new ones, eh, look, you're going to be able to buy these forever on on eBay. Yeah, I mean, you'll never not be able to buy an Xbox well, 360. Well, there must be plenty in in the channel, so they'll be around. I would have thought for the next six months or so before this really start to dry up. Yep. Uh, so I'm might, not too worried. There might even be some fire sales for uh, people clearing out stock. So, that well, the flip side of that is the Xbox One is continuously adding backward support for a lot of Xbox 360 games. So I think at least 50% of the games that I own will work on the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. So there's that too. So yeah. we'll see yeah. as time goes on. So uh, just a quick video update for me. I talked a couple of weeks ago about wanting to be able to play games while I was on the road. Yeah. Um, so what I did manage to acquire is um, this is something that's also not made anymore. It's a Satek joystick, uh-huh. but the uh, it's very kind of cool. It, basically, the base is like a tripod rather than being a, like a big round bit of plastic, which the, the, where the thing sits in. And they, 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 these legs fold up. Oh, so easy to travel. Fold, fold it up. I can wrap the cable around it, and then it becomes much more compact to sling in my uh, overnight bag. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it works a treat, and it means I can play my flight sims. I've been rocking out to uh, Wing Commander and X-Wing and stuff like that. I downloaded from good old games on my work PC, and, uh, yeah, it's great. I, I'm still playing Looty Dungeon, which I did a review of at MyMac.com last week. Yeah, I've played that. It's fun. Isn't, that's a fun game. I really like it. 
It's one of those games that I fire up. Uh, every six hours, it gives you three things to do. So you can, you got to light 20 torches or clear or move forward 200 times or whatever. And you get coins and with the coins, you can buy unlock new heroes. So that's kind of what I do in the morning. I'm waiting for the bus to pick up one of the kids uh, at the bus stop to go to school. I'll play Ludi dungeon for a few minutes while I'm waiting, cool. uh, unlock a couple of achievements and put it away until later in the night. And then I'll unlock a couple more and put it away again. It's, it's, Pick up, play, put away. It's it's simple. And I like the graphics. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We, I, I even mentioned in my review this whole retro look and 16-bit and 8-bit. and eh, yeah, I'm getting a little tired of that. But for whatever reason, it just kind of works in this game, and I like it. Cool. Last thing before we wrap up here, David. Um, as I've mentioned on uh, TechFan in the past... Uh, I am part of the Amazon Vine program, which means Amazon actually sends me products to review. Uh, well, technically, they send me a, a, a I have a, I have a website that I go to, and they add stuff to it all the time. And I can pick up to five things at any one time that I would like to review, and you get to keep the product. And most of the time, it's stuff that I don't want. Right. Well, something showed up here that I went, mm, wait a minute. It's a it's stupidest name. I swear to God, I don't get Sony. They they don't understand product naming at all. They they just <laughs> they just don't. It's the Sony H dot ear. Get it here. Yeah. Um. Here ear on. I I don't even know how to pronounce this. Sony H period. Ear lowercase. Yeah. On wireless NC headphones. See, not only is that a poor name to even read out, I imagine it's not the easiest thing to search for on the internet either. No. And I'll have a link to the Amazon page um, for those who are interested in uh, looking at this and possibly even buying it. Now, I've only had them for like 24 hours. These are Bluetooth headphones. They're over-the-ear headphones. And I was looking forward to getting these because the few reviews that I did find on it seemed like they were pretty good. Uh, retail price is three forty nine or three forty eight right now on Prime. Save a whole two dollars, and that's dude. That's pretty expensive, but they look yeah. they look pretty cool. Uh, they look like they might be comfortable. So I thought, you know what, I do want to review these. So I've had them for twenty four hours. I've used them for maybe a total of three hours tops, if that. They sound fantastic, man. Yeah, yeah, they really sound good. I'm uh, uh, I'm kind of surprised. Noise canceling as well, I see. And it works. The noise canceling works really, really well. Um, yeah. Look, I, I'm I've always been into high end headphones, and we've got a listener in Galesburg, Michigan, who who writes reviews for that one website. I can't think of the name of it or his name off the top of my head right now. Um, so I know we've got listeners out there who enjoy headphones, and Sony is a brand that. Let's be honest. They're not doing really well in a lot of things. I think they're in too many markets. We've talked about that in the past. They stopped making TVs altogether now, yeah. uh, which was depressing to us. And so there's so many companies making Bluetooth headphones out there, noise-canceling headphones out there. Yeah. For Sony to sell a pair for basically 350 bucks seems kind of crazy to me. 
Yeah, they're in Bose QC25 territory, which yeah. is the, very much the uh, the market leader for noise canceller, and there's plenty of good Bluetooth headphones at that price as well. So they have to compete. I can tell you for audio quality, from what I heard in my relatively short amount of time listening to these so far, wow. Yeah. They, they sound really good. They really do. I'm, <laughs> i got to be honest, I'm super impressed. Um, oh. I, are they as good as my high-end AKGs? I got to be honest, David. They're pretty damn close. Yeah. Now they do also come with a audio cable, so you could plug these in as well. Mm-hmm. But it's just a little USB plug to charge them. Uh, it's got on, I guess, on-ear controls, uh, power, one button to uh, to sync it. <coughs> that one stuck up on me. <clears throat> I didn't get to hit the uh, mute button quick enough. Sorry about that, folks. I, it comes in various colors, red, orange, yellow, green. I've got black, which that's what I would want. <laughs> yeah. I don't want a big pair of green headphones or red headphones on my head. Um, very comfortable, though. Very, very comfortable. And they sound terrific. Really strong bass. Mids are just right there. Uh, highs are just nice and crisp and clean without distortion. Uh, I've had them cranked up way, way loud, and there was no distortion at all. It sounded great. So, you know, I got to play with them, uh, different varieties of music, and really put them through the paces. I haven't done that yet. I basically just enjoyed them. And uh, so far, so good. I'm really, really impressed with them. Cool. So I'll put a link into the Sony H-Ear on wireless NC headphones. God, they should just hire us to rename their products. <laughs> I mean, uh, just off the top of my head, I, I could come up with better names than that. Yeah. I mean, that, it, that's horrible. Um, so there you go. Another pair of headphones that I'm reviewing that I'm happy with so far. I'll let you guys cool. know as time goes on, probably another couple weeks, whether they kind of uh, pass the muster with different types. You know, I've got classical music that I listen to classic rock there's some rappy songs some pop songs uh you know you got to listen to a huge variety of music that you know what it sounds like to really put them through the paces and you have to break headphones in for a little while before you can really get a sense of you know the staging and all that kind of thing so up i i love reviewing headphones so I'm, i'm looking forward to that that's it's i would do it for free oh wait i do yeah. <laughs> Is there anything from you before we wrap up here, David? No, it's pretty much. I've got a, a busy. Uh, I've been busy the last few weeks, and continue to be busy with uh, with work stuff. So, um, not a lot of time to play with the tech. But um, yeah, you know, just try and um, just try and get by week by week, and uh, and see what kind of comes up on it. I'm still. Oh, oh, actually, no, the one thing I must mention before I go, I got hold of, it was my birthday the other week, and I got hold of an Apple Pencil. Oh, yeah. My iPad Pro. And, oh, dude, I love, I love it. (coughs) I've never had uh, an electronic note taker as good as the iPad Pro with the Apple Pencil. You Mm. just, you know, it really is, is such a well done thing. Now, I picked mine up, um, on ebay so i didn't pay full price for it it is a little bit expensive but it really really works really Good does. If, if you write notes um i think i think particularly with the cheaper ipad pro they've just launched in fact it's good enough that i'm now 
really kind of veering towards replacing my Air 2 with a with a smaller iPad Pro so that wow. I can continue to use the pencil when I'm at home rather than when I'm that's, just working. That's so, saying something. Yeah, I mean, it is that good, the combination. So uh, if you've been on the fence about it, yeah, don't hesitate. It really is very good. I do want to thank everyone for downloading, subscribing, and listening to TechFan. Um, if you are new to TechFan, first episode you've heard, second episode, let us know. We'd love to hear that. Uh, Nick Riley, for instance, David. Yeah. Listen to Guy and Gaz. He finally gave us a chance and uh, seems to like us. I don't know what that says about Nick, but <laughs> we, we would love to hear that from you out there listening. It's real easy to get a hold of us. Go to techfampodcast.com and you can leave a message there. You can email us, the show at techfampodcast.com. We are on Facebook. Just do a search for Tech Fan Podcast or on Twitter. We are at Tech Fan Podcast. But David, Really cool. I don't know if uh, you saw my email to you earlier in the week or not. Uh, some big tech fan news before we uh, finish up here. We are I now was... we are now on not just iTunes. Tech fan podcast is now in the Google Play st- Music Store. Excellent. So if you're an Android user, and there's a lot of you out there. If you go to Tech Fan Podcast, right in the menu, you'll see Listen on Google Play. You can click that. It will take you to the Google Play Music Store where you can subscribe to Tech Fan. You could also listen to it right in your browser if you wanted to. But if you're an Android user, this is going to be the easiest way to get and make sure you're up to date on future episodes of Tech Fan. And we want to thank Google for the early invite into the Music Play Store, the Google Play Store, I should say. And uh, we were there at launch. As soon as the podcast directory went live on Google Play Music, David, we were there. The uh, the Stoplight Network was there. The MyMac Podcast was there. Three Geeky Ladies are there. If you're gonna if you're gonna start with podcasting, you need to load it with the quality. Um, unfortunately, we managed to sneak in there as well. Yeah, we. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, somebody at Google must like us because I got an invite to to be one of the first podcasts in there many, many months ago. I I kind of forgot about it, to be honest. It took them so long to launch the service. Yeah. But it has launched. If you're an Android user, that's the easiest way to get my uh, the TechFan podcast or the MyMac podcast, for that matter. So uh, thanks, Google, for putting us in. And yeah. thank you listeners for downloading and investing an hour of your time to listen to the ramblings of uh, an American and a Brit. We do appreciate it. And uh, thanks for putting up the coffee. See you next week. See you then.